The following program is a production of All the Way Live Entertainment. Hello, pro wrestling world. This is Desi Dorada here with the rights and wrongs of pro wrestling with Mr. Green. You know, and we all have our 15 minutes of fame, and I'd like to take a couple of my 15 minutes to talk about the rights and the wrongs in the world of professional wrestling. This match is for the ECW World Heavyweight Championship! you absolutely are. There's there's nothing special to it. Just as it reads. Hi. <laughs> well, you know, you never know, and you never want to insult the pro wrestler because on you know, the off chance that I might be on the West Coast and I may see you, you may punch me in the face for you know that's for mispronouncing my name or you know something like that. So I want to make sure yeah. that, I, that I get it correct. Well, I appreciate you wanting to get it correct. I'll probably you'll probably have to do a little bit more for me. to want to punch you in the face because you'll be out if I punch you. Oh well, well, don't knock me out. I don't. I don't want to. You know, <laughs> I don't. First off, I don't want to be embarrassed. You know, <laughs> being knocked out. <laughs> Secondly, you know, I'm not trying to incur your wrath, uh, but you know. You never know. Some some wrestlers, as I have uh, come across, have been a little short-tempered and didn't take mm. much to kind of tap their nerves. So you know, but you seem a little sure. bit more easygoing than than most. I would say so. I mean, and that's that's good that if people have a short temper, that they can utilize that in the ring. You know, I think that that adds for the fire. But I, I definitely more laid back. That's the thing, though, is with when you know. Someone who's laid back and is angry, it's going to be hell. All wrath will be unleashed. So it's going to be far more devastating than the people with short tempers who who have to get angry all the time. Well, you know, fortunately, if you're a wrestler, you're in the right line of work. If you uh, decide that, you know, if you happen to be one of those individuals that has a short fuse or short temper or what have you. But as I, like I said, you seem a little bit more laid back or, you know, a little mellow. So it's all right with me. Yeah, thanks. Well, I just had a hard hard training for the last three hours, so I'm pretty <laughs> you pretty, pretty wiped extended. out right now. Okay, so. Yeah. Even if you were angry, you might have had the, the juicing you did to really <laughs> get crunked up right now. Oh, all right, I, that's good. Well, yeah. then I'm safe. So, you yeah. know, we have to get to it. It is it is interview time. It's time to let the uh, Women's Pro Wrestling Network listeners and the listeners of this podcast, the rights and wrongs of pro wrestling, get to know just who Desi is. And what she's all about. So, because you know, in this crazy pro wrestling world, uh, there's a lot of different 
fractured areas. You know, you being out on the West Coast, I am here in the South, and uh, you know there, there's uh, some rustling going on in the in the Midwest and Mid South and the Northeast. So it, you guys are all over the place. So it is. I've taken it upon myself to try to gather as much information about all of you as possible. We appreciate that because then you get um, better questions to ask that delve deeper into who we really are. But honestly, I, I think that with just a small phone call, a little interview, or especially our first one, you will just scratch the surface of Desi. Uh, <laughs> so you got that much going on? Well, you know, I, I better get to it then. So, <laughs> and there is no better way to start than why on earth did you get involved in such a crazy business such as pro wrestling? Yeah. Well, now that I've been in it for this small amount of time, it's very clear to me that it's where I belong because it is crazy. And I don't think that there's anything else quite like it. I mean, there's entertainment. There's all kinds of forms of entertainment. But pro wrestling is its own little, you know, it's its own niche, its own world. And when you're involved with the pro wrestling world on the independent scene all the way up and even in the backyard scene, it just, I don't know if there really is a backyard scene, but you just, it's really consuming. And it's kind of the only world to those that are involved. We kind of forget that other people might not know anything about pro wrestling. But um, the way I got involved with it was exactly that, was because I was in entertainment and I had always been an entertainer and performer, performance artist or actress. And, um, I used to feel a little guilty that I couldn't say, oh, I love pro wrestling since I was five, and my uncle took me to my first show. I mean, that's a common story, and uh, gosh, I wish that I had something that guided me since I was age five. When I was growing up, I say, I tell this briefly in every interview, I grew up in a very tiny mountain town, and we didn't watch a lot of TV. We spent all day outside other than school, and sleeping for the most part, climbing trees and stuff. So we didn't have like a lot of influence. I, I didn't feel like I had a lot of influence from things. I didn't, now that I look back on it, I don't remember even having like a hero or someone I looked up to. And I'm like, how, how sad is that? Cause I remember looking at some people who were doing things that were cool and I didn't, I didn't want to be like them. I wanted to do it too and be me. So, um, I just had different interests, I guess, growing up. My dad always liked boxing. My dad liked fighting, liked sports. So I just never, unfortunately, never got into the wrestling world as a child. However, the first time I did lay my eyes on a wrestling match live, I was in love. I know exactly what they were talking about when they were five years old and their uncle took them to the show. I felt it, but I just happened to be an adult. Okay. Do you remember the specific show or match or performer that that captivated you at that moment? You know, I have no idea who they were. In um, from what I learned now and un- understanding promotions and wrestlers mm-hmm. since then, um, it was probably some crap show and some crap <laughs> wrestlers. <laughs> but. Actually, I'm certain of it. But what it was that captivated me was it wasn't so much the performers or what they were doing because, you know, I don't, I didn't know anything of what was... When you're not a wrestler, you don't really know what's the right way to do something or if someone's doing it good or not. 
like in anything, um, any sport, only if you're involved, do you know where the, in the correct things are that they're doing. Yes. Um, but what that match that did do it for me was, was the energy, like the audience. That's exactly what it was. The audience, they weren't probably wrestlers either, but they were so into what was going on. And at that point, there's a lot of yelling and drama and shit talking that you know, I just had never seen anything like that. And you knew just at that moment, I got to be a part of that. I said almost those exact words, probably verbatim, but this. I said, I, I, I have to do this. This is what this is mine. This is what I need to do. Because I was already doing stage performances and performance art, and I'm I'm expressing myself through movement and music and dance and all these things. But only so much can you engage with the audience. And then I I would do um, some of the type of performance where it was solely with audience. Like you didn't have to even be talented or do anything as long as you were engaging the audience and looking at them and making them feel special. And that was something totally different. And then I did sports and athletics and that was just something way different. But this like wrestling thing that I saw with my eyes for the first time live was including all of that. And then there were costumes. Yeah. It was just everything. So, so let's talk about that. I mean, you know, because I'm assuming at this point in time when you when you came across your first show and you got captivated by the by the wrestling that was going on, uh, you said that you were a performer, a stage performer at at this particular juncture of life. Is that correct? Yes. Okay, so performance artist. Performance artist. But yeah, if you do, and, and I'm just going off of. Uh, because performance artists could cover a lot of ground, but I'm going to talk Broad. specifically about the stage at this point, because on the stage, you're almost, the the audience technically isn't there while you're performing. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And to address the audience is a no-no. In fact, that's... Pretty much. That's breaking the fourth wall. So yeah, you're pretty much taught, hey, you know, you're in your own world and... And I know that would sound weird to somebody that, that that has no, I guess, stage or they they don't really understand the the, the environment of the stage. But it, but if you're listening and you, you and you're watching them on on the stage, just imagine that there's a wall <laughs> between the audience and the stage, and they can't look out and see you. That that's kind of kind of what that is. And and I'm guessing what you're telling me is that. One of the lures here was, as a wrestler, you can engage the audience as much as you are capable of doing without, you know, offsetting your match, basically. Exactly. And not only can you, but better if you do, you know, it's, yeah, that's just kind of what wrestling is. Everyone's involved in the, in the show and it's entirety from the ring to the back row. Uh, yeah, that's, that is true. It is it is a very engaging environment, uh, particularly for those fans who have gotten super deep into it. So I, I guess yeah. that that was a big lure. The costuming was a big lure because you you go from the very subtle to the outrageous in a professional wrestling environment, and it, and it does cover a lot of ground. And you know, it, this athleticism without the uh, the burden necessarily 
let's say, yeah. of, of having to uh, focus solely on the win so much that I got to tune out the audience because when you're in a really competitive environment, the audience is great. You know, it's, it's great to have that that motivation behind you, but but really, you got to be focused on winning. Right. You're not focused on what the audience is wanting you to do or doesn't want you to do. The energy you'll feel, especially if you're on a team and the team's winning and your fans are cheering for you, you can feel that, but you're still going to do what you're supposed to do. You're not going to sway because of the audience or even look them in the eye and talk to them. You know, you don't, you don't address any of them. Exactly. So there you have it, folks. We, Desi and I have just given you entertainment slash sports one-on-one. That's a little, <laughs> little extra bonus stuff that came out of the show here. I wasn't planning on uh, going into a teaching class, but, you know, hey, it's every, every once in a while you get a little bonus bonus material out of these podcasts. Uh, <clears throat> so that was the introduction to you getting involved in, in the ring. Uh, I'm going to rewind it back just a tad because uh, you talked about you being a, a performer. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you began doing the the uh, performance, let, let's cover the ground that you were a part of because, as we said a little bit earlier, uh, you could you could do quite a bit just under the umbrella of I was a you know. Performance artist. So, within that, what what did you do specifically, if if you don't mind? Oh yeah, no, I don't mind. Is it this recording or? Oh yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so we're, okay, we're on. you're rewinding back to specifically because that's why I use the term performance artist because it's so broad. Um, like you know, a dancer is going to obviously dance, or an actor, theater actor is going to do theater um I, I don't really know what mine would be that's why i always called it performance art it it included dance it included choreography it included incur- uh, interpretive dance i sang um it i have done included my stilt walking while doing the performance i've included um uh, fx theatrical makeup which I would rip like body parts off of myself like, required some somebody who somebody who knew you know just to tell the story obviously it's metaphorical but um yeah I mean and then there'd be acting uh not not too much there would be some speech maybe like a small monologue in certain things but um, uh, but most of the time it was led by music so and the music during the music didn't really require dancing but also uh i guess interpretive acting through it that's it's just it's kind of vague you'd have to you'd have to see some stuff and i don't have a lot of things on online from it Mm, a, a handful but not a lot okay fair enough do you miss it at all um if i wasn't wrestling absolutely when I when I'm not doing something creative where I can exude an expression of who I am, then yeah, I get uh, stifled feeling. But no, I don't really miss. I'm so into wrestling. I don't really miss anything else. I'm, I just want to focus on this wrestling. And I and I know that 
we can get into this later, but I know that I have so much more to offer than I've been able to offer in my matches so far. And I have so much more to show the fans and even my opponents and other wrestlers about what I can do in the ring. I, I just haven't been able to get there yet, but we can talk about that later. Okay. Sounds good. All right, so wrestling has pretty much filled the artistic void at this point, so, you, so you're good with that. When did you officially step foot in the ring as a pro? Officially, it was February of 2016. Okay. So Not even two years ago. But, uh, <laughs> well, you know, you, you got to have that start. You, you might feel a little fresh in it right now, but, you know, technically, two years can... You can get a lot done inside of two years. I, I, I think I've seen some people uh, start spreading their wings and, and doing WWE tryouts in two years' time. So, you know, you, you uh, could be right up there with them. Who knows? Uh, absolutely. I mean, so much can happen in a small amount of time, especially if you put yourself out there and you're trying hard. Everyone says everything happens for a reason, but only if you're giving it 100%. The right things will happen at the right time only if you're trying. So if you're putting out that effort, you know, you're going to reap some opportunities. And I did have a WWE tryout and Ah. I did, I have been flown to foreign countries to wrestle and paid. And I, I have wrestled in quite a bit of States. So, I mean that I had three goals when I started wrestling and traveling was one of them. So that's, been somewhat fulfilled i obviously would like to travel more and be able to wrestle well you but, clearly um, yeah, you've done okay. it so you're you checking you, you can at least put a half check on that you, you've begun traveling yeah definitely definitely because there's still mm, 38 other states that i have to wrestle in 38 other states okay now th- this is where i'm gonna start to grill you a little bit it's one of those states georgia I still need to wrestle in Georgia, yes. Ah, so you haven't been down here yet. What's stopping you? Not for wrestling. (laughs) I have not wrestled there, no. What's stopping you? Why haven't you been here? I have been there a few times, but I've never wrestled there. To wrestle. Why haven't you been here? Because nobody's booked me. But here's the thing. You know, like I said, I'm fairly new. Hmm. Um, If if I reached out, I I could possibly find someone interested, a promotion interested and I think that yeah I think that especially with Aero Club they would find it beneficial to have us there because there's nothing like us right now and we have support from other former wrestlers who are native but Aero Club is a faction and we're like a contemporary native we're not doing this traditional stuff and we're all really Indians so I think that Georgia would be into that I think any state would be yeah, absolutely, you know, but I always have to put forth uh, getting new talents out to my neck of the woods. So for those promoters that are listening that are near me, you know, hint, hint. I'm just going to yeah. say, I'm just going to put that out there. Yeah, I like that. We can, <laughs> we can make it a, a weekend. There you go. There you go. Make a weekend out of it. So you're already pretty well traveled as it is, so you know why not? Yes, why not? Let's get Atlanta, Georgia checked off on your uh, 
on that list. Yes. You know what? I love Atlanta. Last time I was there was around Halloween, and I went to the best Halloween haunted house. I went to the best haunted houses ever there. You went, you went um, to the world. Is that the the eighth-story the one where most they say people can't make it to the eighth level? Uh no, Netherworld is the one that's listed in the, I forget what magazine or online site it is, but it's, for a few years it was rated like the number one haunted house in America, but it, but it's always ranked in the top ten. Okay, so I went to three. I can't remember. That sounds familiar, but all I know is all of them were amazing. One was a small house, and each room had like a stage set up, and you would go in there with a small group, and they would perform these horrific scary acts like oh my god uh, just weirdness yeah <laughs> and you couldn't leave the room <laughs> so and then, <laughs> it was really awesome um then a couple this one was an actual house and then one was a like one of those old stores that they turn into maze like oh you, you was going through the you was really having a tour of haunted houses there. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was with a friend who lived in Smyrna. Oh, my goodness. Okay. I, th- I think you might have did the zombie maze or something like that. I know that was out here, too. Yeah. All I know is it was awesome. And I love Atlanta just for that. <laughs> well, free plug for those haunted houses. I mean, it's a shame that I didn't catch it before Halloween. Because that, that would have been great to, to plug them right then. Yeah. Oh, what? There was a flood? No, I say it would have been great to plug them before then. Oh, no, no yeah. Flood. No, no, no flood. No natural disasters. No, nothing happened out here just yet. Knock on wood. I don't want to jinx the situation. Yeah, I was way off. Sorry about that. No, no, that's uh, fine. The, and then the other place I went to was not a haunted house, but it was called the Cheetah. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> I enjoyed myself. I, I'm not sure if I want to explain what the Cheetah is <laughs> people right now. You don't have to go into it. I, I, I'll just no. put it this way. Uh, Kevin Nash was a bouncer there uh, a couple of years ago uh, before he began wrestling, and many of the WCW boys enjoyed frequenting the cheetah back in their day so uh, for, the, for those that don't <laughs> understand you can put the dots together and kind of figure that out so that's, that's, there we go i, I hope well, you had a good time i definitely did i definitely did and i think anybody anybody would and if they don't they're crazy <laughs> oh wow i wasn't expecting that so, you know, <laughs> and there's no real way that I can transition off of that easy. So I'm just going to say back to wrestling. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> For those of the people out there that are unfamiliar with the persona of Desi Dorada, explain who she is. Sure. Desi, Desi Dorada. <clears throat> the name is a name I came up with. A lot of people assume that it has like a Spanish accent to it Derata. and I guess if you were to separate that word it would it would actually say the rat fortunately it's not a Spanish word 
It's just a word that if you put it together, it's an actual word and you can look it up in the dictionary or Google it. So the name doesn't have anything to do with my character except that there's a meaning of the word that applies to my character. And one of those words is desire, um, the meaning. So, um, you can you can interpret that how you want as far as the word desire applying to me once I describe my persona. So, when I first started wrestling, I, I didn't want to have my quote gimmick be this Native American character. Like, I am really Native American. Why would I want to... I, I, I thought that I would have to be really careful and not... Um, what word am I... Ex- I'm looking for the word exploit my culture. Uh, not that I thought any other Native wrestlers did. I never felt offended or turned, turned away by other Native wrestlers, but I just didn't feel comfortable with it. So I kind of included a little bit of that influence like uh like i said i grew up in the mountains and i love nature and i have a connection we all do but i really hone into my connection with with the universe and my character kind of was evolving but then arrow club contacted me and said that uh hey relative you're you're indian so are we let's wrestle together and i'm like uh I'm not so sure about that. I don't know how I feel. Let me ask my my family and my elders. The rest is history, honestly, because when I finally met up with the Aero Club, I was like, this is my family. This is this is what I'm talking about. This isn't me dressed up as like Pocahontas and doing like a little, you know, rain dance and looking sexy and brown. This is our this is what we've been fighting for. And what's interesting is right before I got together with Aero Club, I had just come back from Standing Rock. I don't know if you remember the pipeline protest. Yes. Yeah, so I was like, I was all righteous in, in the native. You was um, ready. Revolt. Yeah. And so it was like perfect timing. And so I, when, when I saw what they were doing and what they were exemplifying, I was like, I was in. I was in. And when we're together, I could feel that. Like, we're related and we're supportive of each other as, as much as we can annoy one another that's what family does so um, I just knew that uh, that's where, where where I was going to go I knew that that was the route I was going to go because someone's like you know if people if anybody's going to represent the indigenous cultures why wouldn't it be someone who's indigenous why not why shouldn't it be you and once I accepted that I felt more like myself in the ring as that, as that, you know, being able to share that. Um, so I, I feel like we're always the bad guys, you know, and we're the bad guys because we have something to prove. So much wrong has been done to, to us throughout the years and everybody's aware of it. And I'm not, I'm not trying to ignore that it hasn't happened to other races and cultures because it absolutely has, and I'm sensitive to that. But I'm not those other races and cultures. I'm mine, so I'm going to try to teach about mine and stand up for mine, right? Yeah. And, yeah, and that's kind of what we're about. So we're trying to uh, shed light on that 
And sometimes you have to force those things. Uh, one of our mottos is like taking back what's ours. And it's not so much literally, it's not taking back the land that we want or that was taken from us. It's more like just taking back our pride that you stripped us of and and our in our culture and our traditions back when, you know, our great grandmother was sent to boarding school and told never to speak her language again. And this that's who I am. So we're, you know, angry. I'm angry about it. But I tell the little girls when they come up to me at the end of the show, I said, Look, we're not bad I'm not a bad guy. I'm not a bad person, but I sometimes might have to do the wrong thing for the right reason. And that's kind of that's kind of where where my character is, where I am, because that's me. All right. And, you know, if it requires having to do certain things in the match to to prove our worth, then we might have to just do what we got to do. Now, let me ask you this, because you, you bring up a, a real interesting thing that I, I don't want to say that I've dealt with, but I've... As the videographer and uh, I guess the interviewer and, and things of that nature, I noticed that there are certain uh, wrestlers that, depending on where they are, that alone will determine whether you're babyface or heel. All right? Yes. Do you find that uh, you are more often than not heel or? Is this like, okay, if I go into promotion A, I get cheered like crazy. I go to promotion B, they hate me, uh, or something along those lines. Do you, do you find that happens to you often, or are you just exclusively like, I'm, I'm the bad guy here? No, I'm never I'm never exclusively anything. It's definitely, well, it depends on if my opponent's got a reputation okay. of being the, the heel or not. Mostly that. But there's oftentimes that I am baby, and I think a lot of a lot of places I go want to cheer for me, and I don't know I don't know if it's because maybe they know my story, but I feel like I feel like they haven't seen someone that has that like I don't know that kind of kind of what I just explained to you. I don't think any other wrestlers ever talked about things like that. So maybe they're starting to catch on. And I I noticed that in Oklahoma especially, um, Arrow Club was always heel. And when I came on, they would just boo the shit out of me and us. And we loved it. And they'd flip us off. And, and especially recently, my brothers have been feuding with the Von Erich boys, the sons. Mm-hmm. And um, everybody loves the Von Erich. So, of course, oh, they're going to... Yeah hate us yeah and and that's that's great because we don't care that's the other thing about my my persona is i don't care if you like me or if you don't i'm gonna do what i've got to do and i know what i need to do i'm gonna win and i'm gonna continue on with my you know my path here trying to tell the story of the truth so um however oklahoma started kind of I don't know what happened, but we went, it's been almost a year now, and we went all this year with them booing the hell out of us, and then we went, uh, we were at Oklahoma about a month ago. It was a huge show, Seeing was there, oh my gosh, there's so many big names that can't even list them, but Oklahoma 2 was the second one, 
Uh, they did such a good job. It was I'm so honored to be part of it. IWR put it on. Mm. And um, so uh, they, when I came out, usually usually I'm already hated because they know me. I mean, I've, I've done at least a show every month for them where they have gotten to know uh, me and Aero Club and they, they love to hate us. But for some reason, as soon as I came out, they were cheering for ever. I'm like, I was like, what the hell are you doing? I'm like, shut up. Shut up. I don't, I, I didn't really tell them to shut up, but because that. It, it wasn't the response you were expecting. Is that, that no. safe to say? Not at all. But, you but know, I did tell them that I don't need their support and I don't know what they're doing. And I told them to stop being fake. I'm like, what, all of a sudden you like me now? So, um, so, so did you turn it around? Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why. But the following weekend was another Oklahoma show. And um, they kind of, it was kind of 50-50. So I don't know. What? We'll see. Oh, no, we're in Kansas this weekend. But IWR is the same promotion. So we'll see how the fans are. Well, you know how that goes. You know, that, that, that whole, you, you go heel long enough, it, it will eventually evolve into baby. That's just, yeah. that's just the way that it goes. I mean, you, you start to get a, a certain amount of respect that is kind of attached to you. <laughs> Despite all of your antics and cussing people out and so on and so forth. But, I mean, but it's interesting to, to hear that because it is very few people that I know of that just based on the gimmick alone I mean forget coming out there and trying to get heat forget that just just based on the second I walk through these curtains they they've already made up their mind that I either love you or, or hate you you know yeah. which is which is a little unfair but uh, I think of I think of yourself I think of Beatrice Domino I think of Jezebel Smothers uh, just just on the look alone with with you three ladies will determine depending on where you're wrestling whether you get cheered or booed. Right. You drop Jezebel Smothers in rural Georgia, you know, in anywhere outside of the city, and she puts on her stars and bars shirt, she's gonna get cheered. But she can't do that within a large city, and they will boo the hell out of her. Yeah. You can't. You can't do that within a work city. A large city, uh, in a metro, you know, in any major cities, it's you couldn't drop her in that wearing that shirt and expect her to get cheered. Yeah, see, I'm not familiar with her, so I'm looking her up. Well, and okay, now you have to check. See, she goes in Wow, which is out of your way, Women of Wrestling. She works under. Uh, Jesse Jones, which they took all of that stuff away from her and just basically made her a country girl. Uh, Jesse Bell Smothers, which is where I where I'm located, and of course, free plug for me if you go to the Women's Pro Wrestling Network on YouTube. You know, if you haven't subscribed to the to the channel yet, folks, now's a good time to do it. As you're listening to this podcast, you just uh, open up another tab and click. There you go. But uh, if you want to see her at her worst. Go and look at her in one of those earlier matches. She she came out in her Confederate flag shirt, and she she was supposed to be the heel, but they booked that match in the wrong place, and they just was cheering. They cheered her, and she had to work hard to get that crowd turned. 
She had to work yeah. to get them to start to boo her. And by the, by the time she got to the end of the match, she did get people to boo her, but it took effort for her to do that. Yes. Okay. I, and that's the thing is I, I kind of got in trouble because they, I didn't get them to boo me. And I was like, oh, I never had to. I never, <laughs> I never tried to get people to like me. I never tried to get people to hate me. Like I said, I just do what I do, but yeah, I needed to work harder and, and get that. So I'm going to have to check out her stuff. I, I, re- I recognize her now from wow, but I didn't re- recognize the name. Well, yeah, see, that, it, see now here again, it's a free plug for the channel. Yeah, I, I love that you're asking this stuff because I get to put myself over or the channel over without sounding like I'm uh, selling it. So, <laughs> <laughs> but see, I have matches with, with Jesse Bell Smothers before she was at WOW. You know, I, I had the matches with her in the, the, uh, the No Holes Bards tag team match going on. I got the match with her at the Steel Cage. I got the match with her versus Mickey Knuckles. So we got a good selection of stuff with her there, and you can see her. And you can see that little transition. She doesn't really do the, the uh, Confederate gimmick all that much anymore. She, she's the bad girl, Jesse Bell Smothers now. So she's she's kind of trans- evolved out of that. But but at that time, that was the wrong place. And, I'm, and I'm, this is hindsight booking here, but that was the wrong place to try to stick her and try to make her the heel. That That's yeah. what I was going at. You know, every, everybody out there, out in the backwoods of Georgia, they wanted her to win. That's that's all, that's all they were looking for. They they saw that shirt and they was yeah. So you know, they yeah. That's like kind of all certain places need, uh, like uh, if you if you, oh if you if you're from Maine and you go to L.A. for a booking and you wear a Dodger shirt, they're gonna love you. No, <laughs> see, there you go. You understand, yeah. And and I would imagine. I, I, I don't know if Beatrice is still uh, active right now or not. I, the last I saw her, Facebook was gone, so I can only assume no. But uh, Domino, I mean, you know, j- just with her whole gimmick when she came out, I, I would imagine if she's in the wrong place, that would get her some heat. Yes, if gosh, I. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, I'm curious. When's the last time you did you have an interview with her? I haven't heard of her heard from her in a year almost. Beatrice, I, yeah, I have not. The last time I spoke with her, she she contacted me and asked me to uh, put a profile. She said, Would you mind putting a profile up on your website? I'm like, sure. You know, there's no problem. So, and and that was it. And I think I've gone on my on the uh, Facebook to uh, go through some of the messages and I saw that particular one but you know when people drop their their Facebook the the profile drops so I could read the message and I was like oh man she just disappeared and I was was a little curious about that I was was wondering where she went me too because I felt like uh, she had a lot of like potential she was big and strong and her character was strong because it came from her heart you know came from her her real self and i just um was waiting to see her grow and gosh i don't know she like literally seemed like she disappeared see now imagine domino and and the the rada together as a tag team i know we have a lot 
This is the revolution. See, I could have just came out of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we could totally have that revolution. We have a lot of parallel stories, you know, history. That's right. Damn. Why didn't I have somebody to book that? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I am going to assume as the artist that you are that you're responsible for your own makeup. Yes, I am. Say that easy. It's good work. If you haven't looked at hey. it, go to her Facebook page and just just scroll through a couple of pictures. Do not be no perv and start looking at the other stuff on there. Just the, just the paint and the the t-shirt and the wrestling gear. That's all I'm telling you to do. Okay. So that that's that's just oh. from from me to you, the fans. Just you know, take a look at the at the the art that she has uh, created. Well, I appreciate that, but if you want to perv or not. So, uh, it doesn't bother me because I won't know. Uh, okay, well, then, then by <laughs> in that case, I guess he's giving you the green light of some sort. I don't know. <laughs> Just don't uh, let me know. Don't uh, message me. Uh, <laughs> no, well, yeah, I guess that'll be the little stupid. Guess what I'm doing now? You, you don't want that. No. <laughs> uh, love will tear us apart. What does that mean? What does it mean to you? I don't know. I just, I've never known love to tear people apart. Well, I don't know. I guess love could do it. But good question. Well, I never had yeah, my throw so, back on me. Let me see. What what would that mean to me? What would, and by the way, for those that are wondering why that random question came out, I saw a picture of hers that had the tattoo that read, love will tear us apart. And it seemed like a, a pretty uh, random statement to put on yourself. But I, And I wanted to know what it meant. So, uh, But as far as what it... Uh, means to me, I, 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 I guess, the, given the uh, ex, the extremes that you are in love with someone or something, it could, it could push you to the limit. But that's my that's my quick interpretation. I haven't given it a lot of thought. So please tell me. Well, I like I think the quick interpretation is the most real because, I mean, it's the the one that comes off at the top of your head is probably the one that you would feel the most. And that's where the tattoo has kind of settled in as having its purpose. It's simply a song I really liked with the same title, but maybe I was a little young when I got it. Um, but I did notice that throughout the years, it didn't, it didn't have the same meaning. And when people would read it and ask me about it, they, they all had a different interpretation of it. None of them were usually positive, but here and there they would be. Like your interpretation wasn't necessarily negative, but um, it, it was. You know, it's it's true. Love in, in all its glory can can be so devastating. Yes. So take the good with the bad. But um, yeah, like I said, it's just a song <clears throat> where it stands right now. So love will tear us apart. I mean, I don't know. Love will tear you apart because it makes you crazy and you just your hair out because you're in love or oh one guy told me he was in a great relationship and then um he loved the, his, his partner his girlfriend but he loved he had a love for doing something else and it and doing that other thing tore him apart from her so this love for the other thing tore him away from his obligation that's how he described it um and then uh, oh, one person said love 
will tear you apart to itty bitty pieces so that you can rebuild yourself. Yeah, so I thought that was pretty deep. Um, for me, yeah, like I said, simply a song. But if I had to, if I had to tell someone what I thought it meant, I would think that love, when you find it, will tear you apart from all that, all the bullshit you used to think was important, and it will instead open your eyes to what actually is. So, thank you, Ash. Fair enough. You, you have a more positive uh, interpretation of that. Than, uh, Just these than days. Most. These days, okay. So, so it kind of changes as the years go by. Yeah, yeah. Um, I liked the song so much because it's so so gloomy, and I I don't know if that's the artist in me, but I really I really have had times in my life where I've dwelled in that the sadness and the gloom, and honestly, the times where I was the most sad, I was the most creative and most productive and being creative. I came up with my best performances and I um, I I gave my best performances letting my, my heart bleed you know it's just so much easier to do when you're sad uh, my my poetry was way more uh, moving when I was sadder so I don't know it's a let's just that's just how life is you have your ups and your downs and you have to take it as it comes um, and Right now, I'm pretty pretty happy, so I feel like I'm pretty boring. <laughs> well, well, you need to get depressed then. No, that's not saying. That's, <laughs> no. No, no, it's no. Our artists are notoriously narcissistic, depressive, if, if that's such a thing. But, but yes. It's true. It's true. You, you can believe that you're the greatest thing that ever happened since sliced bread but the second something goes wrong i knew it was terrible why did why did i think this was going to work so yeah yeah <laughs> that's the way yeah. that's the way it goes so dramatic definitely that's right art and fear kids it's the name of a book go look it up art and fear art and fear tells oh, you everything okay. that you are going to go through as an artist that I'm a shy, the things that you're going to feel to yourself as you do your work. I'm terrible. Wow. Nobody's ever going to buy this. Nobody's ever going to believe in it. Uh, I'm no good. Blah, blah, blah. You know, it just, it, it, is, yeah. it, it is the fear that you go through. I'll I give you the full title a little bit later. <laughs> if you really I can't, know. yeah, I, I do. I can't wait. That's like exactly what I need. Uh, we'll see. The, I, this interview was just forget. on time. It was, it was just on time for you. See, and life does it just like that. Perfect timing. So, actually, as I said, I am pretty happy, not so sad like I've been in previous years. Um, but now that you mentioned that, this year has been kind of hard on me because I have wanted to, I not wanted to quit wrestling. I just started. But I have had so many doubts thinking, what am I doing? This is ridiculous. I'm not getting any better. I'm not getting, maybe I'm just not good at this. So totally I've had those thoughts and I, I know I can't be the only one. I'm not no. even two years in, you know, so of it's like, why would I be so hard on myself? Of course you're not. Now, now, see, this is the point of the conversation that we're talking to the would-be wrestler. We're talking to maybe somebody that's not even going into wrestling, but we're talking to maybe the, the would-be filmmaker, the would-be cartoonist, the would-be uh, performance artist. So, you know, for, for those of you out there, I mean, just hearing you say that, understand that you're not alone in what you're doing. 
it is a uh, it is a natural progression if you as an artist and art covers a lot of ground uh, and mm. I, I actually heard that from uh, listening to uh, gosh now I'm going to draw a blank on the filmmaker what's his name what's his name what's his name uh, El Mariachi Desperado Spy Kids no oh. close close Lover. close Rodriguez, Robert Rodriguez. Robert Rodriguez. <laughs> yes, there you go. He, he, he said it in an interview, and I looked it up after that. Which reminds oh, me, I cool. have to go look at Dust Till Dawn. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm rambling now. I'm all over the place. You no, know, you have to give me all these little tidbits of information so that I can look them up afterwards. Well, then I will do that. I will make sure that I hand that over to you. Okay. Just, just remind me. Make sure I don't forget. Uh... Okay, some portion of you, uh, the actress part of you, showed up on WWE television. Is that correct? Oh yeah, that is correct. That's another um, one of my other goals, that, as I was saying. That's a big utilize wrestling in order to travel, and the other one was to be on television or get television or movie roles because of wrestling, which I've done both. And one of them, two times, was was for SmackDown. Although I was on on set a cast as an extra for Raw and No Mercy as well a few other times. Only two times I got screen time on SmackDown. And, and you were uh, cast as a role of attractive woman by Dolph Ziggler. Uh, oh, one. yeah, that one. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, did, did, they, did they give you a name or was you just attractive woman? Uh, I think they. I think they started. I think they dubbed me Barefoot Girl. Really? <laughs> well, because, you know, we okay. can't see that, but okay. Well, Dolph isn't that tall, and I was wearing high heels. Ah. So the producer told me to just take my shoes off, and he said, "No, we're not going to see your feet if the camera's on you. Just you know, take your shoes off." So okay. I did, and then the cameraman panned down and saw my bare feet, and there were a couple things online about why is there a woman walking backstage with no shoes? And it was, it was just kind of a a fan. A bunch of fans would would have noticed, but the general public wouldn't. I see. But, yeah, barefoot girl. Barefoot girl. Uh, so apparently, Dolph, is, you would have been towering over Dolph if you had the high heels on. Is that the, is that the idea that I get... Yes, and that's what Dolph said. He said, I can't have you looking bigger and stronger than me. <laughs> well, that, that's apparently the comedian in him talking, which I'm, not even sure, uh, which I'm not even sure if he still does stand-up anymore, but yeah, I, I know that he did it. Uh, so, first, how was that experience when you, uh, you landed television with the WWE, which I know is probably a little bit different than doing like a, you know, indie movie role or something like that so how, how was how did you uh feel going there how, how did it work out for you how did how did things feel to you yeah um it's definitely a lot different than being on a, a movie set or even television set it's it's like being at a live wrestling show it just happens to be a huge wrestling show with a lot more people and then um more professional cameramen backstage so it didn't really it doesn't really feel like a set or a production per se. Just like not a not a TV production at least. 
it really feels like a show. And, you know, that's where it started. So I guess it would have to still be what it started as. Um, that was my second time being on, on SmackDown. The first time was when um, Dean Ambrose guest refereed AJ Styles and uh, what's his name? Ellsworth. Ellsworth match, yes. See, I just drew blank. So there was a girl wearing a red dress that Dean signed and a picture for. Oh, she took a selfie with him. And AJ came and snapped her uh, picture out of her hand. Anyway, that was me. Ah. And I, I got to tell Dean that it was time to go home because the producer came and said, when Dean comes here, tell him to go home. So okay. I, I, you know. I thought that that was pretty cool. That was actually part of their match because I you had to let him know. Gave, gave him the cue. Yep. Yep. That was probably, and, and that was more exciting than just like standing on screen with anybody just because it was part of a match. And more, more than anything, obviously I'd want to have a match, but I was, I thought it was really cool to be there. I didn't feel nervous or scared. It felt each time I'm there, it feels natural. It feels cool to hang out and catering and talk. You talk with everybody, all the wrestlers, all the roster from Raw and SmackDown. Um, it, they're super nice. They're super friendly. You know, they don't, they're not overly friendly. And you just, you just be yourself and engage with them. So I think that if I was a fan for years, like if I had, been a fan since I was little, like I was saying, I definitely would would mark out a lot more. But I think that because I'm not, it has helped me. <laughs> so I don't have to look like a a stargazed fool. <laughs> so you weren't you weren't caught up in the in the moment like as some people might be. That, right, that's exactly. A fair way to put that. Uh, so how did you exactly. land the gig? Was this just, hey, your promoter, not your promoter, your trainer? Because most times when I hear that, it's, it's somebody that has a connection. It's like, hey, they're coming to town. How would you like to be on TV or, you know, come with me backstage or something like that? Uh, was it happenstance? Did you actively seek this? How did how did you come across that? Well, normally how they, how they get people is most wrestlers – go onto the WWE website and have a recruit profile hoping that, you know, with the information that they have on there and that they keep updating, WWE will notice and eventually ask you for a tryout and have interest in you. But um, I didn't get that recruit profile. Another wrestler gave me their, their talent, um, the head of their talent department email and I'm sure he gets a gazillion emails. So I was really lucky when he read mine and responded back um, the first time. I think that was when I, I think the first time was when I had the Dean Ambrose spot. So ever since then, I whenever they're in the area, I'll email them. I'll email him. And yeah, each time they came back, I was on there. So I they 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 know my name at least, and they know that I did a tryout, so I have a little line of communication with them. Nice. So this line of communication, would you say that that you were put over as a wrestler or an actress? Which way did they recognize you? They, nobody knows I'm an actress in the wrestling world. Okay. 
for the most part. Yeah, okay. that's I, I don't know how you knew, but they <laughs> some people might research. find out. You sure do, and you said that you do. You probably do a little more than most. So I try. It's, it's the yeah. effort that goes into trying to come up with interesting questions that are, aren't the same thing over and over and over again. Thank you, because it's fun for me to answer new questions and stuff. I, I do. I did occasionally, like I put on, I put on my Facebook, my IMDb page that has all my credits from their independent films that I've done, or low budget films that I've done, and uh, I don't usually share that information just because it's my real name. Actually, I think I posted it for a little bit, and then I, then I turned it on private. <laughs> well, I, just, all to I spark, is, just to spark some interest. Just be happy of the stuff that you have. You know, I low budget is uh, probably a couple thousand more than what I've been able to produce, which is just no budget at all. So you know, these are oh yeah, fifty. They consider fifty grand a low budget. So. Yeah, if it's, you know, I'm like, you know what movie I could make for 50 grand right now? <laughs> for real. I feel like I can make it award winning, gosh, like 50 grand. I mean, I've seen, I've seen my friends in college going to film school make it, make an awesome art film. Maybe they don't have as many, like, you know, special effects, but you can do that in post and for what, a couple hundred bucks? Oh, yeah. Maybe. Maybe the actors aren't the greatest, but you never know. Everybody's got to start somewhere. Maybe the actors are the greatest because they're up and coming. I, I'm sure that I can find some actors that can do the job for, for a hundred bucks a day or something like that or, or less. I, I mean, yeah. I, I found them for free, but, I, but that's not yeah. out there. So you know. No, well, and actors will do it if they believe in the you know the producer and directors story and especially if you're going to do something with it like submit it to um film festivals or if you already have some kind of credibility exactly it, it does help let's see yeah you see how i've exposed the other half of you know the other side of your personality as an actress but we won't go we won't keep going back into that because you're a wrestler and that's the important thing here that you are a wrestler we're gonna we're gonna talk the the times that you beat up on people and uh, out wrestle them in the ring and whatnot. As I did catch one match of yours with you, well, actually I caught a few, but one that stands out, I should say, because I know or have a match of hers on my channel, Devin Nicole. So that, that was fun to watch. Who, Nicole? De Devin Nicole. Oh, you know, I like that lady. She, she's really cool. Um, Yeah. That's right. She came out to California and uh, she, what I like about her is she's also a larger wrestler for a girl. I mean, I think we were almost exact to the pound uh, height and weight. So it was for me, like, it, it's, it's just really nice to feel like I have someone to go against that's really going to be challenging other than me just trying to throw around all the time and yeah that was fun that gosh that was like that was a while ago and I think that both of our skills have probably progressed since then but you know the match was, was still a lot of fun told the story for sure well I, I think she's on a bit of a hiatus these days though as, as I believe she's expecting so 
<laughs> oh, <laughs> perhaps, what? perhaps wrestling will be on the on the sidelines for the time being. Uh, so I didn't know that. I'm going to have to contact her. Um, her husband was at the same tryout that I was in. Uh, uh, Raphael King. Yes. 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 Yeah, see. And yeah, I, I try to stay in the loop on, on some of this stuff as yeah. best I can. Now, but you've got quite the uh, the list of people that you've gone in. Shotzi, Black, Shotzi Blackheart, Delilah Doom, Holiday, Nicole Savoy, Thunder Rosa. These are all names that you've been in the ring with inside of your two-year run, just to name a few. Uh, is there anyone else on your personal dance card that you are waiting to like, okay, this person's on my checklist, this person's on my checklist, so on and so forth? Yeah, um, and uh, not every interview says that, but a lot of people ask me, I don't know why, but I don't have any particular preferences. Mm, okay. Um, I would like to work anybody that's bigger than me. Um, I, I enjoyed working Ruby Rays. She's not that much bigger than me, but she's, you but, know, I can't do my usual. But enough. Part. Huh? I said, but she's big enough. She's not that much bigger oh, than you, yeah. but she's big enough. Have you been in the ring with oh, the Bitch of the Rose? No, I have not. I would I would like to work her for sure. Dude, like, that's the thing. I, I don't think there'd be anybody I wouldn't want to, you know? But there's also nobody specifically. And I, I've been asked this so many times. Maybe I should just try to figure it out. But yes, you have to. Seems that, like I shouldn't have to Just make up it. somebody. Yeah, no. So it seems like I shouldn't have to seek it out. If I saw somebody and felt that way, then it would be there, but I haven't really felt that way. Well, you know, um, hey, you're stock and trade answer. I'll take on anybody. See, I will take on anybody. See, there you go. Now, see, that answers that, and it, and it moves the question along. I'll, t- I'll take on anybody. Boom, next. <laughs> so, gotcha. See, see now, now we've progressed. And so next time you get somebody to ask you uh uh, these questions in your next interview, you, you know what to toss down. That, that, that is, that is <laughs> I mean, your next ace. I know, but you broke me down by asking more serious questions, and so I'm getting all, you know, sentimental here, trying to trying to get um, the the inside of Desi Dorada, well, making know. me vulnerable. <laughs> well, you know, if I was there, I would be chopping onions as I'm asking these questions. So that I can get <laughs> tears while I'm doing it. So you know, it, it always comes across better on camera when they can get some tears to flow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, I can make tears without onions. You know, considering your line of work, I bet you, I'm pretty sure that you could. So when I do have a budget and I do have some money, I'm gonna say, you know what? I know who to call. Desi. Yeah, she can act. That's right. How accomplished a mixed martial artist are you? I um, as far as mixed martial arts, I feel like I'm brand new, and I am. But for some reason, I took a very quick liking to it, and my natural ability for it um, was. Super fast in my learning curve. 
I only tried to learn MMA and Jiu-Jitsu so that I could enhance my pro wrestling skills. I never thought that I was going to be fighting in a cage like I will be for my second time in a month. Okay, so have you thought that it may come down to, you know what, I got to make a choice here. Is it going to be mixed martial arts or is it going to be pro wrestling? I've never felt like I've had to choose because it's always pro wrestling. Okay, so so as it stands right now, pro wrestling is the, the front runner. Now, I, I would be remiss if I did not bring this up because I'm sure that anybody that has followed you as a fan is going to hit me with the question, why didn't you ask her? So I'm going to bring up the LFC. Which, okay. for, for those who are not aware, that's the Lingerie Fighting Championships. What, how did you come across this promotion? Let's start with that. Um, so the Lingerie Fighting Championships is a reality television show okay. about female fighters who fight in the cage and have various backgrounds of fighting styles, but they were lingerie. Okay. And I, um, they scouted me out because of the pro wrestling. Actually, one of the producers' wives was, is a pro wrestler. Okay. So I don't think that they're involved anymore. I think that they were just helping with the recruiting. They also, they also preferred females, um, even if they didn't have fighting experience, they had some kind of athletic experience and that they were going to train them. And obviously with acting experience was really helpful just because you're going to be in front of a TV or a camera. Okay. Um, and so that was at the very beginning of my pro wrestling, the very, very beginning. And yeah, that's why I decided to, that's why I decided to go to a gym and start learning some stuff. So, I could actually know what to do because I can't just go in the cage. Well, I can because I have been go in the cage and um, throw girls around, body slam them. But I did do that for LSD. Okay. So, you know, just based on what you were describing right there, it, and I'm going to say it without insulting the promotion. It sounds as if it is a bit more show than it is uh, legit competition, I guess. Is is that a fair assessment? I mean, I I don't know if I'm I'm saying that correctly. I think half of that is fair to say because it still is legit competition. Mm -hmm. But they still want that show element and they still want the girls not to just like – Okay, like we were saying about sports earlier, when you're doing your sports, you're just focused on what it takes to win. Yes. I think I think they want the the fighters to know that, you know, when we're backstage, this is still a story. Your life is still being recorded. This is a reality show. So it's not just about the fight and the win. This is your whole persona, your character, before you get into that cage. So... That's where the showiness comes from, and obviously anybody wearing lingerie is going to be a spectacle, too. So, yeah, definitely more imagine. showiness. Yeah, but but not legit. However, it's not like in California. You you're, you to be a fighter in California, you have to have a certain profile, your blood work, 
your blood work done and, you know, your tests. Um, but for the LFC, they're out of Canada. They don't have any sanctioned state or rules. And one of, one of the rules they do have that um, a regular MMA company promotion would have is that the girls are not allowed to punch in the face while standing. Okay. So uh, other than that, other than that, it's still have all, have at it. And the girls have at it. Um, like I said, they come from different backgrounds, though, so their fight might be, their fights might be different. Like, my fight isn't going to be like a, a crossfitter's fight. But everybody trains, and who knows what they pick up on training. Um, like, some girls might just want to be good at kicking, or some girls are grapplers, you know, it can vary. So, that's the thing that, that you get girls with various backgrounds, whereas if you go to, like, a real MMA, well, I don't want to say real as if that's not, but a non-tele, non-reality TV show MMA site, the girls probably trained for years in everything. Okay. Uh, so, I'm, I'm going to do this comparatively speaking, because as you're describing this, it sounds to me very much like, and and I'm going to just go ahead and put my disclaimer out, I'm not saying anything disparaging about this promotion, but it's the closest thing I can think of. Uh, it sounds to me very much like WOW, uh, the Women of Wrestling promotion, which is uh, out in your your coast also, is out in L.A. Uh, whereas... I'm not... You're not that oh. familiar with it? I'm not as familiar with WOW, except because um, I haven't really watched the matches, and I and I only know some of the wrestlers. I actually wrestled wrestled Chloe, the girl that goes by Chloe. I wrestled Katie Forbes recently. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, that's that's definitely more of a televised TV show because one of the girls told me it's. She said she doesn't even. She just barely started learning how to wrestle. It's like you're already wrestling for WOW. And you don't, and you just started learning. She's like, I'm just a superhero. As long as I'm being the superhero, I could do anything in the ring. And I'm like, I guess that makes sense. I guess you don't really have to go through all these drills and trainings. In my mind, I do because that comes from my athletic, my sports background that I need to practice and train and practice and train. But um, yeah, I guess I guess Wow isn't quite like that. No. <laughs> um, I would say as far as the entertainment you know the tv show element of it it probably is similar to lfc but i know that the girls train for lfc i know i do and that's what got me into doing these other california sanctioned fights and and other bigger promotions like king of the cage was my first fight and they're nationwide legitimate fighting company i mean they're like right below bellator Mm -hmm. oh okay so that that would make them like the number three promotion in the world that's a that's a big deal yeah, they're up there for sure. Uh, you know, UFC being the the top dog, Bellator is a close yep. number two. And if they're underneath Bellator, then yeah, I would say that would make them the the number three promotion yeah. on, on the planet. So that that's big. But, there uh, might be some in between, but I do know Invicta and Bellator look at their fighters for sure. Well, and uh, getting back, and I and I know. Well, first I know that there's several people here who were interested in the whole back on backstage goings of of wow and stuff like that even if it was them talking about it from 10 years ago uh, and 
let me just plug this now that there are several interviews with with several young ladies who have talked about it. Probably the most in-depth version of that would be Riot. Uh, Jacqueline Hyde is also a good one. But um, again, just basing it on what you have talked about with the LFC, that, hey, we'll, we'll take you in from this background, but we'll train you and we'll teach you how to fight. WOW is exactly very much like that. <laughs> where, where ex- with the exception of the girls who have come directly from a wrestling background, like you said, uh, uh, Katie Forbes, she, she comes from that. Jesse Bell comes from wrestling background. Uh, Barbie Hayden, which I think you actually have a match with coming up or something like that. Yes. Saturday, Saturday, see, there we go. So, so they they do have the girls that are in there that uh, have wrestling backgrounds, but then you have those who, as you're as you would describe with the LFC, probably did not, and maybe had six months worth of time before they were put onto a national television spot to work a match. Um, how much training time did LFC offer up? Like I said, I know WOW was anywhere between six to nine months. I know they did, a, at least in this original incarnation, they did like a summer and and, and then some, and they, they continued on, but they, but they really got kind of thrust into the spotlight well before they were, in my opinion, let me say, prepared to do. Uh, how how much time did LFC offer up before you were put into a cage? Oh, um, I had already started. No, well, they didn't offer any training unless we were going to be in Las Vegas, which is where they're out of. Okay. Uh, if I'm remembering my timeline cor- correctly. Uh, they had asked me if I was interested and I only had maybe a couple months to prepare for it. So that's when, and that's kind of one of the reasons why I went into the, they said with my pro wrestling background, I should be fine because there's no, you know, stand up striking. And with, you know, pro wrestling, I should have some moves according to them. So that's why I, I took it upon myself to, to go to my own training and learn on my own up here in Northern California at a gym that I'm still at. And because of that gym, I got more into competitions of jujitsu and, and California sanctioned cage fight. So, um, yeah, I mean, their, their live events, LSE's live events are very spread out. Um, so if they've contacted a girl, the girl might have quite the, quite some time to prepare and girls like us that have been around since the beginning of the show we we should always be prepared okay so so you are still associated with the promotion even today as far as i know yeah (laughs) okay all right well i mean it's 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 like any other promotion if they want to book you they'll they'll book you Yes. But doesn't mean that you're not going to be involved in it. I mean, we still have a storyline, and the TV show is still being aired. And I think that the last time I was on on set filming with them, I don't think that that's aired yet. Okay. So, not the last time, but I've done three with them otherwise, okay. or 
two. All right. So end result there, and and again, I, I say this just to kind of keep it relative to wrestling, so uh, listeners can kind of follow along with that. Uh, it it is a television show. There is a storyline. The fights may be legitimate, but but they are kind of constructing this this uh, this story for the fans to. To make it more palatable, I guess, to the uh, casual fan, Is, that that sound reasonable. Yeah, I mean, it's a reality TV show that they've gotten ladies who would be interested in learning how to fight and doing a fight, and they book them for these events and they film behind the scenes the day before and the day of the events, and obviously the event is live at casinos okay. and. Um, yeah, and then they they edit it and put it on the on the TV. <laughs> it, are you responsible for your wardrobe, or do they say, "Hey, put this on"? We can choose what we'd like because I don't think anybody's going to tell any of us what we should be wearing when it comes to lingerie. <laughs> We're very picky about <laughs> about what our bodies are going to look good in. <laughs> well, I, you know, I don't know. I, you know, some promoters are. are and you probably know this as well as as anybody, having you know already existed in that world, you know so some promoters or, or I say shouldn't say promoters producers. That's that's what I meant to say. Some producers and directors yeah. and whatnot are like, this is this is what I need. This is what you're gonna do. But but you're saying that that's not what they that they do in their particular world. So that's good. No, they're pretty they're pretty open. They want us to be us. They want it to be us, and that's where they're going to get the most genuine storylines from. So, now with this experience that you have, and, I'll, and here's the big rope back around. You already uh, talked to one of the girls that took place in WoW. You uh, well, actually talked to two. You, you wrestled one of the legit wrestlers, and you talked to one of the superheroes. Uh, have you ever thought to reach out to WoW and? Uh, perhaps join their roster because I would assume just based on your uh, what you've gone through with the LFC you'd be a natural fit well thank you for saying that um, well the LFC definitely caters to more of a mature audience oh, whereas I think wow yeah <laughs> wow is trying to do right family more for yes exactly so um I mean, not I could do either. I'm I'm versatile, so I definitely could do either. The reason why I even was talking to the girl who told me about her training and her lack of training, but she was still on the show and she was a superhero, and that's really what Rao was about, was because I went to a movie audition that they were casting. They were looking for Native, Native Americans, and she happened to be working uh, at the at that casting agency. And so when she found out I was a wrestler, she's like, you need to be on WoW, you need to come, you need to do this. And she contacted the guy, I think his name's David. And anyhow, David nothing McClane. ever came of it, but I think so, right? Yeah. Nothing ever came of it, but I feel like they were going through their, re, re, like they were kind of revamping the whole show at the time. And I was still, I still hadn't even debuted. That's what I told her. I was like, I haven't even debuted. She's like, I just started. And I'm like, oh, this is crazy. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. I feel like I took it a little more serious because I wouldn't want to go in without good experience. So, nonetheless, that was like two years ago, exactly two oh, okay. years ago. 
All right. Well, and, yeah, um, they, they've been yeah. on your campus since then. Yeah, I, I noticed that. And so uh, maybe now I would. Um, so if you were to ask me if I could reach out to, would reach out to anybody, I, I would love to reach out to all promotions. Okay, but here's the thing. I have been so, I have a, there hasn't been pro wrestling training where I live in the last year and a half. And so I've just been going to as many seminars as I can. I've, I try to train what I can when I go to shows um, by working matches beforehand or rolling around in the ring before. Um, and so I just, and then I, that's, that's why I got so heavy into my jujitsu and my MMA stuff because I didn't have anything else to train. So I started training there really hard. And earlier this year, I said, okay, I've been training so hard here because I don't have pro wrestling training. Why don't I see what I can do with with what I've learned? And then that's when I decided to do the fight. And that's when I fought, you know, for King of the Cage. And then I wanted to do it all in the name of pro wrestling, of course, because if there's no pro wrestling training, I'm not just going to sit around and tweedle my thumbs. So I just kept going. And I didn't feel satisfied with that fight because I knew... I could have fought harder, and it just, I don't want to come off sound cocky and say that it was easy, because it wasn't, but, sh- but I learned the mental game, and the girl got scared, and I felt like it didn't give me what I was looking for, so I signed up for another fight. Okay. Point, and that's coming, that's the one that's coming up, and it's not LSD, because fight, you can punch each other in the face. You want to knock the other person out. You want to knock their head off. And that's what I'm looking for. But when I was training for the, the fight originally, it was going to be in September, I was sparring. I sparred with a girl in the UFC and a girl in Invicta. And then I went back to my gym and trained with a pro fighter guy and ended up busting my nose, broke my nose. Um, my, <laughs> I'm going on a tangent telling you all this is because from that time from the first fight to breaking my nose to that fight getting close to December, I had just been fight fight mode on my mind and pro wrestling's kind of gotten pushed back to the back burner and I'm really sad about it. Oh. And yeah, I'm really, really sad about it. But I know that when I make a move, because we're moving out of this town to a place where I'm going to have pro wrestling training and be able to train as often as I need to, um, and I will have gotten my second fight out of the way and been satisfied then um then i know i could really use these skills that i learned this year from fighting and put them into my pro wrestling and then train my pro wrestling and put it all together in this awesome package and then when i get that i'm i'm going to reach out to everybody because i will feel so confident in what i know i could do remember earlier in the conversation i was saying that yeah i got i still have so much more to offer and just not quite there yet because we're new when you're new you're just still growing but i feel like when i with this experience that i've had from from these fights um and then i can focus on progressing afterwards and i put it all in i'm just it's going to be unstoppable and so because of that i'm going to reach out to to everybody my matches are going to get so much better and i'm going to use those matches and and send them out to other countries i have already actually sent out my resume to a couple places I don't remember where it was, but might have been Germany. And the gal was like, no offense, but we really only bring people over if they have a name or people know who they are. <laughs> so I was like, well, I'll hit you up soon, lady. 
Just wait. <laughs> well, I mean, that that's fair. I mean, uh, hopefully she didn't, you know, come off like a like an asshole or nothing like that. But that but that's fair. No. I mean, and I understand that, especially if you totally absolutely somebody overseas. Absolutely, I respect that too. You want you want to make sure that they can draw money and all that good stuff. So that that that's that's a fair thing. But you know, I. I just, she did com- compliment my um, my brooch though, and my resume. She said, "This is the most professional thing I've ever seen." But you know, <laughs> but unfortunately, we can't use you today. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, but you know, well, I think, no hard feelings though. That that that's the good. No, thing. no totally. But but uh, just because I can and talk about this without uh, you know without you having an attachment to the promotion and feeling bad because I know that's happened with me on a couple of occasions uh, just to put a bow on the uh, the wow conversation there I can uh-huh. I can totally understand why you would feel like I, I don't want to do that first off your approach to pro wrestling opposed to I'll say half of the wow roster today is probably a little bit different my approach yeah your your, your approach okay. because because you are looking at it as this is wrestling and i need to be good at it before i i go step into the ring i don't want to just step yeah. into somebody's tv show and and only have two months training and here i go you know what i mean um, yeah and and nothing against them because a lot of those girls had a lot well i'm saying at about three the six months worth of training you know before they stepped into that and for the tv show that was fine because they were doing the tv show the problem was is that when they got the pay-per-view back in the day that kind of turned around and bit them in the ass because no one could carry a match which was unfortunate right. and, you, and you probably had one or two girls that really excelled on that entire pay-per-view but they weren't enough to carry it so, right. So I mean, so I say that to say you're probably doing a, a better service to yourself to take the path that you're taking because if you should show up in the WOW, you would be placed in the category of the girls who already have the training. You would be placed in the category of of um, uh, Chloe Hertz. Uh, I forget her her indie working name, but you, you know who I'm talking about. Uh, Katie Ford. Um, there you go, Katie Forbes. I don't know why I keep forgetting Katie Forbes, but <laughs> but you'd be placed in the category along with Katie Forbes and along with Barbie Hayden and along with uh, uh, Christina Von Erie and Hudson Envy, you know, the girls who, who are working. And if you go onto their site, and I guess might as well give a free plug for them now, you'll see that a lot of that, that booking mentality has changed to where they have the girls who are probably a little less experienced paired off against the girls who are experienced so that somebody can take charge here. <laughs> somebody yeah. can lead the match. And even if it's not the best match that the pro can do, the it's going to be arguably the best match that the wild girl can do, if that makes sense. The, yeah. the original wild girl. Yes, I can see that. Except for Jungle Girl. I love Jungle Girl. I think she, she's... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, now I I will say I I wish promotions would hire her, and and she already told me that she didn't. She's not doing it, but I she's good. She's she's natural, and she did have indie training outside a while. So 
I I do stick for her. So yeah, Jungle Girl, her. Anyway, Jungle Girl. I did I did like her stuff that I saw. I like that there. I just like it. I like that whole thing going on. Yes, yes. But I haven't gotten to see her work too much. Yeah, go watch her versus Tadavik the Gamer. Okay. Second match. So see things like that. You're gonna have to write down for me that, and then the Robert Rodriguez quote. Well, he was saying a book. So I, I, I got that already. Oh, yeah, book. Yeah, I already got that down for you, just ready to go. Now, I know you said that you don't have, well, you, you're still growing, you're still evolving as a pro wrestler and whatnot, but if you were to have a fan walk up to you right now and you were trying to say, okay, you need to understand how, how and what it is I do in the ring, you need to go watch this match. What match would you point them towards to give a accurate description of you as a worker? Today, at least. Only, only one? Only one. Hmm. It has to be hard. <laughs> if I said multiple, you might just give me a whole library. it got to be hard. No, be no, hard. right, right. <laughs> there's just two. Well, there's, there's this one from one year ago okay. with Shotzi Blackheart at Gold Rush. And I want to say that, yeah, even though I've evolved even since a year ago, I would still say that that's one of, that's like top. I feel like Shotzi and I have chemistry. The only reason why I wouldn't want to show that match is because I was not in as good a shape as I am now. <laughs> but, you know, I'm, I'm going to bet that it's probably not nearly as bad as what you think, but go ahead. Yeah, I know, probably not, because, eh, whatever. But um, I just, this morning, saw that they posted a match from from a couple months ago, and I had never seen it. I, it's been a couple months, and I've not yet seen it, um, just because it's for Wildcats. And um, all I know is when I was working that match with Ruby Rays was that I felt... Like, I was really fighting. The audience, the crowd was in it. Like, I was feeling them. They were feeling me. Like, I was feeling Ruby. Like, we were, we were feeling everybody. Everybody's feeling everything. No, I just mean, like, we were really fighting and still connecting and still, you know, taking our time with it. <clears throat> so, I was really anxious to look at that match. And I haven't, honestly, I haven't gotten to look at it yet. <laughs> so... But like I said, all I know is how I felt during that felt the most natural that I've ever felt. But I, I, I have to, I have to hope that 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 shows. But like I said, I, I kind of, I, I shared it, I shared it, but I haven't actually looked at it, like all the way through. I haven't watched the whole thing. Well, I have to look that um, thing up so I can see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It should be on my Facebook page. Like I just posted it, it just came out. Okay, I'll, but I'll take I think a trip over there and take a look at it eventually. Yeah, I think I'm gonna have to show that. So that one, because when I did the one with Shotzi, my character wasn't quite developed yet, as far as being, you know, my savage native style. Mm-hmm. But since that that match with Shotzi, my character became more of more of um, who I am now because of Arrow Club. 
and that only happened in the last year since that Shotzi match, and I feel like that one with Ruby was was descriptive of it. All right. Well, I think that we'll we'll, we'll go with uh, Blackheart since you've actually seen that one. That that's the one that we, that's that's going to be the suggested viewing material for anybody that's listening and wants to know about Daisy Dorada. Uh, the the number two is going to be the Ruby Rays match, but you know, once you see it, just leave your comments about how good it was and, and did the emotion bleed through as she is uh, suggesting. Yeah, tell me because I felt like it was, but I I don't know yet. <laughs> well, well, you'll find out eventually. I'm sure. You know what time well, it Ruby's is now. Well, Ruby's a group, so it's pardon. No, go ahead. Finish it. Finish the statement. Oh, I was sure. I was gonna say Ruby Rays is a brute, so it's fun to feel like I got to fight. You know, like really fight for my life. Well, I don't know how I like fun that would be. You know. To, I, I want to fight for my life. I don't know. I don't know how fun that would be. I'm not, I'm not sure. <laughs> that doesn't. That doesn't sound well, like my idea of a good time. See, it does to me, and that's why that first that that King of the Cage fight that I did, uh, where my opponent got scared. She was she was better than me, but she got scared, and so I didn't feel like I really had to fight for my life because mm-hmm. um, I could tell she was scared. And um, that's why the whole reason why I'm still doing it, I'm waiting for my other one out of the way. Yes, is this the uh, the Panda Cup that you compete? Uh, no, Panda Cup. Panda Cup is just a jujitsu match. It okay. happened to be in a cage, but it wasn't MMA. It was just jujitsu. Okay. Did you see that? I did. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, congratulations! That was fun. By the way, thank, thank you. I love you too. <laughs> See, now I, I am concerned because I think that is going to encompass and and uh, just absorb your life, and wrestling will then be a fond memory. So, we, so we have to keep wrestling nope. in there some kind of way. No, because I feel like wrestling would be is my job. Wrestling's my first choice, my first love. Wrestling's the only reason why I even started jujitsu. How could I abandon that? So yes, how could jiu-jitsu, you abandon that? Good. Never. I haven't even gotten started with it. I first of all, when I say I'm going to do something, I always follow through. Sometimes it takes a little bit longer than expected, but I always follow through and I always finish it. There's no way I could just. I haven't finished wrestling. I told you I had three goals, and I mentioned two of them, and they've been kind of fulfilled, but not fully. Traveling and TV. Yes. I still need more of those. Well, well, see, now, technically, you have fulfilled it. You just you haven't fulfilled the asterisks underneath it. You've been on TV, <laughs> and you have traveled. You just haven't done it to the extent that you would like. So, so you, yes. so you still have a few more. You know, you have to actually set a bar for how much you're trying to do. Like, what, what level of TV do I want to be on? Do I, do, or, or movie? Do, do I want a, a uh, Hollywood blockbuster? Do I need to be involved in that? Do I want to be in a, a daytime soap, a sitcom, or independent television show, public access TV? So, you know, that that's pretty broad. You gotta, you gotta narrow that down. Right. Well, I do in my own head. I just haven't 
given those little details to you. Ah. Thank you. Uh, well, when you have those details and, and you uh, accomplish them, just shoot a message over to the Women's Pro Wrestling Network Facebook page and let me know I did it. Okay. <laughs> I'll be satisfied with that. Absolutely. It's time for random questions. Desi, do you know what time it is? Not literally, but figuratively speaking. It's 10.45 my time. Well, like I said, not literally, but figuratively speaking. Figuratively speaking, uh, <laughs> it's, time, it's time for random questions. This is, this, okay. this is the point in the uh, the interview where we just toss out some, some random stuff just to kind of keep the flow, you know, because... Okay. What's, what's the fun in having an interview if you just can't get random stuff just tossed in there every once in a while? So, totally. There's uh, no nerves here. I know when I say that to some folks, they, they all of a sudden act like I'm hosting The Price is Right or something. I don't know. You know they ask them weird questions. So. <laughs> so, here we go. Are you ready? I'm ready. Model, pro wrestler, fighter, actor, stilt walker, what don't you do? Um, you do a lot of things. I just named off a bunch. So, what is it that you don't do? I don't sit around and twiddle my thumbs. You don't sit around and twiddle your thumbs. What was this year's Halloween costume for you? This is the first year that I went as myself because I didn't go anywhere. What? And oh. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, literally, the first year in my all my life. So I, so I missed that question but, by a year. Is that what you're telling me? But I, I should have asked, where, where did you go as last year's Halloween? Go was last year's Halloween costume? I was a demonic uh, ghost entity. No, you can't be demonic. Yes. Come on, no. Well, you well, she had an upside-down cross on her forehead. I think that's what oh, it means. Okay, well, yeah, I guess that would be. <laughs> but why? You're so sweet. Anyway. <laughs> Name a movie franchise you'd kill to be a part of. A movie franchise? Yes. Um, that you would kill to be a part of. Not literally, but you know. <laughs> can we go back to that question? You got to think about it? Yes, you can, you can go oh, back. Oh, um, no, okay. Uh, I, Marvel, because I just watched Thor, and I think that I could be a superhero actress. Ah, okay, so now I'm going to, you got to take the hard question. Marvel is all encompassing, so you, you have to give me you got to give me one of these franchises within Marvel. So are you telling me Thor franchise is your answer, or, or do you have something else within that? Uh, no, not Thor. Not Thor. Okay, so name me something. Uh, let's see the the Avengers. Avengers like that? Yeah. Yeah. That, that qualifies. Okay. As, that's a franchise. They, they, okay. They, I, I guess I've never learned of franchises before. Well, you know, if, if, if you're going to talk, for, let's say Transformers is a franchise, they got like, what, 
seven movies now, Fast and Furious, that's the franchise. Avengers, which is part of the umbrella of Marvel, that's Marvel. franchise. X-Men, that's franchise. Right. You know, Die Hard, that's old school franchise. You know, so, you know, just right. any of that good stuff. So, but, but you've that gone was- to Avengers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I would choose. Indeed. You do a lot of things that, are, you know, as I named earlier, but what's a talent that the general public doesn't know about you? The general public doesn't know that I walk on stilts, but they also don't know that I have taught and have danced pole dance. Well, you know, I'm pretty sure some they probably don't need to know it. But. Well, no one needs to know any of that. I, I feel like I, I probably opened up a, a box, you know, but maybe maybe they might miss that part in the, in the interview. Cause I, cause okay. I'm, I'm sure they hear that. that the ears, somebody's ears are going to perk up, like, where can I find that? So, yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll it was at a It was at a yoga studio. Ah, okay. Well, we'll, we'll transition that and say, uh, you know, you was learning DDP yoga or Trish Stratus yoga. That, that way you can keep it wrestling related. Okay. Uh, uh, Arrow or Hawkeye? Who's the better archer? Arrow. Arrow? We go with Arrow? Yeah. I'm afraid that's incorrect. <laughs> no, no, just, I like Hawkeye better, but I don't know. That was, uh... <laughs> no, there's no wrong answer. Uh, name me a TV show that you're currently into. Are you going to be? I zombie. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I would put Stranger Things, but it's just too much right now. Really? Yeah, I haven't. Yeah. I am too far behind for me to know if it's too much in Stranger Things or not. I actually just have been watching easy to digest shows on Netflix, like The Ranch, and you know, the old TV shows that I missed. So. Oh, maybe, there's maybe so I, many new ones I can't keep up. I know. I still haven't watched Whatever Happened to Monday. I've, I, I told myself I'm watch <laughs> this movie, and I, I heard it was good, but I, I got to get to it. <laughs> so that that is the one that's on the list. Uh, what is your favorite word? Oh, man, I love words. Um, epoch is one uh, of my faves. What is your least favorite word? Hate or can't. What turns you on creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? Well, are those all separate things or one thing for all those things? One thing for all those things or one one of those things. Let's put it that way. Somebody, okay then, if they're all, if it has to be clumped together, Mm -hmm. uh, a, a, person who knows how to speak what they're thinking and think what they're feeling. Uh, so you, you want a great communicator. There we go. Hmm. Uh, that, that's it's virtually a, impossible. In layman's terms. So gonna put yeah, I guess. Sure? Uh, yeah. Uh, what turns you off? Someone who communicates all the time things that they don't really mean. A liar. <laughs> Again, 
<laughs> Layman's terms for the for the listeners out there. What's your favorite curse word? Fuck. <laughs> what noise or sound do you love? Mm. Men's dress shoes on tile walking. Okay. What sound or noise do you hate? Mm. Complaining voices. What profession other than wrestling would you like to attempt? What 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 in wrestling? What profession other than oh. wrestling would you like to attempt? That I already have it. Um, yeah, you've done so much. So I, I, I guess would, I have to add the caveat: you can't can't be doing something that you've already tried. So let, let, let's aim for something that you haven't attempted. Got it. I'm I in I intend to be a presenter and public speaker, especially regarding wrestling in the future. That's what I want to do one day. Okay. What profession would you not like to do? Hmm. Hmm. Anything where I have to work for somebody else and clock in? Oh, you know, I <laughs> I think I, I think we, for the first time on the show, we're going to offer bonus points for that one. If, if I have a a buzzer or a bell sound effect, this is not <laughs> not a time that I need to toss that in. Uh, you make it to the WWE and Vince McMahon and or Triple H because he's pretty powerful there too. Is there to welcome you? What would you like to hear him say when you arrive? I would like to hear him say that they have been waiting for someone like me to speak to my people, their fans. Fantasy booking. All right. It is now time for fantasy booking. Are you aware <laughs> what fantasy booking is? I would imagine it's my fantasies about who will book me. Eh, close enough. It is my belief as the host of this show that every wrestler has a angle or storyline that's kind of tucked away in the back of their mind that they can tell. Like, if I had a chance, this is the story that I would write for myself in this ring. And I believe that you have one tucked away probably in there too. You know, even if you haven't really given it full-blown thought. So what we're going to do now in this little exercise is I am going to ask you to book your own angle and or storyline against whomever and wherever promotion you would have like it to be. Now, the only rule behind this is that it needs to be someone that is active and alive so you know you can't go and say well i wrestled off against the fabulous Moolah. you know she's not alive so that so that won't qualify so yeah book me a match right. book me a, well, not a match book me an angle where desi dorada has uh got something good going on in her story so desi hmm. hit me. okay i got you i got you i guess like you said it doesn't have to be fully thought out. I've never fully no, it have to be wrote it, out. but it's been a, a fleeting thought in my mind for a while. Um, 
it would be for Lucha Underground. Mm. And they would, uh, they're very culturally based, you know, with the, the, the Mexican culture and then also the indigenous Aztec cultures. They would bring in Desi Dorada as an indigenous American. Mm-hmm. And uh, she would wrestle all the girls, including Ivelisse and Katrina, because especially they're evil. And Desi's, Desi's light will shine, and all the indigenous people will relate to it and want to support this revolution, this movement. And that's all I have. <laughs> well, that, 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 that's fine. That's he just cut off so and that's all I got. <laughs> and then, oh, I'm not sure. I don't know what happens in the last season because I didn't watch it. But um, well, I didn't either. But you know, it, they always leave some some level of cliffhanger there because they they were they expecting the fourth one. That's that's all I know. But it, it doesn't sound or look too good right now. Uh, yeah. But perhaps if they find the funding, because I think El Ray still wants to keep them around. Maybe, just maybe, they will show back up. Now, yeah, that'd be nice. It would be. Now, I would add in something, you know, solely based on uh, what I talked about with you earlier. And since I don't know if she's retired or not, I'm just going to assume that uh, Beatrice Domino is still active somewhere in the world, or she's taking a hiatus of sorts. So I'm going to, so I'm going to, okay. I'm going to lodge her into my version of the of the uh, fantasy booking for Desi, I would say if I had the pen and I was booking for you right now, I would have started off with the, let's say a series of three matches with you and Domino going against each other. Of course, one match escalating to the next, we get, you know, let's say she wins the first, you win the second, you go to the third, no holes barred, street fight, blah, blah, blah. You two beat each other literally, you know, well, figuratively half to death to the point that both of you are down and nobody wins. Yeah. Take camera to the backstage. You're lacing up your boots or you're taking your boots off, taking off your gear. She comes in and she's pissed off at you. She's yelling at you, going on and blah, blah, blah. You get back up in her face and throughout the course of this argument, the two of you realize that you got far more in common than you ever thought you could possibly have. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which then raises the whole point of, ah, maybe we've been going about this all wrong. And so the next time we see Desi and Domino, they are not opposed to each other, but they are collective in their fight. They have to pick out somebody okay. that they can beat up on just to kind of, you know, establish a establish the message. So in shield fashion, at the end of somebody's girl fight, they come out and beat the crap out of both of them. And a new revolution yeah. is born. I like that. <laughs> so promoters, book it. Fine, Domino. I know we got to figure out what is going on with her. Um, I like that you can relate to that as well, and that's why you like that. I mean, because that's the thing is that's kind of where our society is 
and I think that that it would go over really well is we're we're trying to come together and like find these understandings of as a as a whole, you know, not, oh, yeah. not just per race. No. But we could work together. That'd be cool. Yeah, see, that, 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 there's unity in there. In fact, I think she used to walk around with a shirt that said that somewhere, didn't she? Yeah, 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 she did. See, look that's at that. you know, I'm I'm really happy that you brought her up and I still remember her because uh, it's been so long. She's been gone. Yeah. Like a year, almost a year. And, and you know, I, I feel bad that I that. I, only had her Facebook. I mean, I wish I had some other way that I could have checked in or something, but yeah, that's, I think she's hopefully she'll pop back up. That's, that's, yeah. that's all I can say. I, it, it'll be nice to see her uh, get back on the scene. So, now, <laughs> back to the portion that I can that I can rope this into the, uh, the interview. So, we have covered so much ground here. We've gone through your your wrestling background, your pedigree, or your fighting pedigree, because you're more than just a, a pro wrestler right now. And, and it sounds like you're on the fence of uh, uh, wrestling kind of being pushed off into the background until you move. No. You, you are, you, you oh, are. wrestling's going to be back in the foreground when I move and can be and am able to train at a location of trains. And we are waiting for you to do that. And uh, yes. also, very selfishly, Mr. Green is waiting for Desi to make her uh, her Atlanta, or just her Georgia wrestling debut, uh, because I, I, I feel like there's a couple of talents out on this end of the uh, spectrum that might make for interesting matchups, such as a Desi Dorada versus Super Pereira, or Desi Dorada versus Dementia the Rose, or... Desi Dorado versus uh, Kira Hogan and, and, and other young yes. guys, Priscilla Kelly, perhaps. So those matches Please. might be uh, wonderful and uh, interesting to have. Or perhaps Desi Dorado versus the powerhouse Jessica Lee. Who knows? Any, any one of those matches, Ooh. I think, would be uh, wonderful and interesting. And, of course, cheap plug here. Yeah, give me a challenge. Give you, give you a challenge? Yeah, I, no one under 5'5". Five, five. No, no one under five five. Okay, well then, uh, America strong it is. I think that's that's what you're looking for. You need to, you need to look her up. America strong. You need to look her up because uh, she she's a, she's a, a, a big one, and she you talk about powerhouses. She is uh, extremely powerful, and you you say you like them big, then she would be right up your alley. Yeah. Yes, I need someone to. Uh have to defend myself for it. And, and you know, uh, now that I think of it, just given her gimmick and uh, where she's likely to wrestle, yeah, you, you would probably be walking in as heel <laughs> more often than not. And uh, it, it would be a natural clash. We'll, we'll, I'll put it that way. Well, that sounds good to me. I mean, America's America strong. Just take the A off of America and you got it. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, that sounds like a, a fan favorite, though, already. Well, depending on where she's working, yeah. Just bear in mind she's walking out wearing an American flag on some occasions. So, yes, she, she's 
So you, you walk out with your Arrow Club gear, she comes out with American flag on, yeah, you're, you're probably you're probably going to be healed in that equation. Probably. I'll come out with my t-shirts that say, Make America Native Again. Ooh, oh yeah, you got to get some heat. <laughs> I, I think we just fantasy booked you a new one. I think that's perfect. I, I don't know. I, I, need, I might need to take up a collection and get you, to, get you a plane ticket out here. <laughs> uh, so, I'm ready. Uh, I mean that that's just too good a, a, a fantasy booking to pass up. You know what? I have to agree. I didn't even know until just now. And, and, and as I was getting to, to say that in my cheap plug for myself, you can study America by going on to the Women's Pro Wrestling Network YouTube channel. Got a couple of matches of her. There, ready to go, free for everybody, not just Desi Dorado, but you listening out there as well. You can get these matches absolutely free. Of course, it's YouTube. And if you see any links down in the description, as in links for Amazon and things like that, do us a solid on the channel. Click that link if you're going to buy something off Amazon because it does do a little kickback for the channel, which helps keep us going and alive. That's the it keeps the uh, Facebook page up, Instagram. Uh, YouTube, because, you know, believe it or not, these things, as, as cheap as they may be on occasion, will cost money. Hard drives cost money. Computer maintenance costs money. Be getting my cameras up and running. The the audio equipment that's used. All of these things cost little bits of cash. So, uh, if you if you love hearing the uh, young ladies such as Desi on the line here, who has been wonderful tonight, then uh, help me keep Desi and others in the... Uh, the flow of the programming by uh, just clicking that Amazon link. Don't cost you anything extra. It's just a little help out for the show. Awesome. Any final words, Zezzy? I am checking out America Strong, and I just, she looks great. She looks strong, obviously. I like that she's gorilla pressing someone. That's like my, uh, my dream move I'm working towards. Working towards so, oppressing someone or being girl oppressed? I towards giving the gorilla press to someone. Do you think you can get her up? I don't. know. She looks pretty hefty with all she, that muscle. She's a, she's a big girl now. You know she. Yeah, yeah. I look at. I'm looking at her photos. She looks great. She looks great, but I could take her. You could take her. Well, you know, I'm gonna say that. Uh, if, also, if you're not on our YouTube channel, you can go to our Facebook page and click that videos link. And what's right there at the top of the link is America Strong versus Pandora. So if you really want to see it, prob- probably the best match that she's had to date. Uh, that would be it. Okay, I'm, I'm going to do that as soon as we get off see, I, the interview. I've given you so much a wealth of information and a wealth of stuff, and that's too have, much. I, I know I'm I'm, I'm on a overload right now. I'm, I'm just bombarding <laughs> you with just just stuff, just boom one after the other. So you know yeah. that would do it. I think you, you've given me the, the closing words. You've given me uh, great uh, answers to the, uh, the random questions, and you gave me your fantasy booking. We 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 actually double fantasy booked. We we've. Uh, done far more than what I was expecting to do 
And I think that that, yeah. that, that last fantasy booking, uh, Desi Dorado versus America Strong, I think that match needs to happen somewhere. And I might need to have this. That is now... Yes, that is now my undoubtedly my fantasy booking now. Um, I I didn't know before, but now I know that that's it. So if I ever get asked again, that's what I would say. Well, there you go. Oh, see, look, we have covered you for that now. So when somebody asks you, hey, who do you want to take on? I say America Strong. Yep. She's, she's yep. A big Amazonian powerhouse, and I like it. I want to take. I want to fight her. Yes. Get the words out of my mouth. There we have it. So, folks, now you know what you need to push your local promoters for. Whether you be in California, whether you be in Georgia, you need to try to get that match taken care of one way or the other. I certainly have to thank Desi for taking time out of her night to converse with me at length in this podcast about who she is, what she's doing and, and I don't even think we've, we've even gotten real deep into her uh, her pro wrestling life I know there's so many other things but I just, but it's been a long podcast as it is, you know, I try to keep these things narrowed down and we have gone two hours strong and I think that's enough, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to save it, save the rest of it for another day after she gets back in that pro wrestling ring, after she's back into her training, as she gets some more matches underneath her, I think uh, we'll, we'll invite her back on the show and, and chat it up once again. So for me... Yes, I would love that. And, and we would love to have you. Because you seem, like I said, a very, very cool and laid-back person. And uh, probably that's because you've worked out and worked out all the aggression earlier tonight. So that's, <laughs> so that's good for me. So for me... <laughs> And the Women's Pro Wrestling Network and for Desi Narada. I want to say so long, everybody, for listening and take us out on the next podcast. And be sure to follow us on all the social medias, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and, of course, the uh, website, WrestlingCom. So thank you for tuning in and good night, everybody. Good night. Thank you for listening to the WPN's Rights and Wrongs of Pro Wrestling. If you have questions or comments, please contact us via our Facebook or our YouTube channel at the Women's Pro Wrestling Network. If you're new to the WPN, feel free to subscribe to our channel and like our page. We appreciate your support. Thank you again for listening.